When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. Speaking of Galveston, right now it's 65 down there on the island. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of recovering going on from Mardi Gras night last night. And uh, showing foggy. It, uh, It was pretty much foggy everywhere I came through this morning coming into the studio, but uh, that's what we contend with this time of year. This front will blow it all out of here. Temperatures drop, and, you know, when you get those you know, water temps and uh, air temps pretty close to the same, and that dew point, we it creates a lot of fog. 
It's no fun fishing in the fog. It is if you're on them and uh, can get there without getting run over, but that's what happens. But uh, right now, uh, winds are anywhere from uh, their south-southeast, anywhere from 7 to 17 miles an hour, depending on where you're at. So it's uh, not too awfully bad, but... Anyway, well, let's, speaking of Galveston, let's go down to Tiki Island right there across the across the bay from it. Check in with Plog this morning, Captain James Plog. James, are you alive and well? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Man, it's foggy. I can't even see the freeway. <laughs> I was fixing to say, but it's, it's really bad. It was bad at my house this morning. Really? Did it just get foggy? Or? It was foggy when I got up, so I don't know. Well, no, Hillman sent me a picture of the uh, American National Insurance building from down, you know, in G-Town last night at Mardi Gras. And you can see that fog coming about halfway down that, that tower. Yeah, because it wasn't bad on in the land. I, yeah. I called him. I said, look, man, we're going to go down there by 25th Street. That's what he said. He was going to hook up with you on 25th. Hey, and here's when he he texts me at like nine thirty. Hey, he must have been toasted because he texts me at like nine thirty. The parade's done been over for like an hour. He said, "Now where y'all at on twenty fifth? Now they need to take you back." <laughs> Dude, I'm gone. The parade's over, man. Yeah, it's over. I'm already at home. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. At least it wasn't cold. <clears throat> no, at least it wasn't cold. Man, you got a bunch of water right now. You catch a fish somewhere this morning. Tides are bowled up. That's the highest I've seen it in a long time right now. Well, Hammer must have still been half asleep. He said hey, he hadn't had no water. Man, he didn't I don't look know out the Hammer, window this morning. His yard should have had no water in it down there where he's at. Yeah, I don't know about no Hammer, but I'm here to tell you there's, <laughs> there, there's some water. Gosh, <laughs> almighty. Yeah, it's it's. It's bowled up. What time's the low? It's probably just roll around and go out. Yeah, that low's a little later today. It's at uh, 11.09, so it ought to be starting to smoke out right now. It's a negative 0.6. Yeah, 11.09 is the low. At the jetties? No, at the Galveston Channel, right around the corner from you. Yeah, so, man, you plug in something over here, so it's two and a half hours, so gonna be low like two thirty three. Hey, remember we used to me and you and Blaine to fish West Bay this time of year and we'd put in there at Sneakwood or Bill Reams and well it's fat boys now, but it's always been Bill Reams to me. Remember that tide coming through that cut out of Jones Lake, how strong that current would be? Golly. Oh man. You had to load your boat and that stuff, man. You had to start like way up current. <clears throat> you had to come yeah. from up current and fight the you know, it's like parking a big boat, you know, you you got the back end of the current. You can't gauge it, you know, back and with it. You're, <clears throat> you're going to be done. But, uh, man, I wouldn't mind going fishing this morning, but I'm going to go to the gym instead. I'd go but fishing. Nice. You got, eh, go I got get some you some of them February monsters. Well, I got some stuff I want to look at, but it ain't going to matter because you got a front coming Monday. So anything you go do right now, you know, it's not going right. to help me this week. Uh, it looks like it. I thought that big time front rain, all that stuff was coming today, but uh, apparently it's tonight. It don't. I don't even. There ain't no no wind switch today. Not till tonight. Right. That I saw. You're spot on. 
You're you should have been a weatherman. No, Mickey, you can do both do better than me. But well, I mean, we get live by it. I mean, you know, you got to operate and run your operation by it. So you got to look know. at it all. I mean, I'm gonna go find something today that I can't take nobody to fish on for three or four days. So it's kind of. Boy, remember back tournament fishing? You drive yourself crazy for a whole week ahead of a tournament. You know you you know you need to be pre fishing this because of the weather the way it is. But you know when the tournament hits, the weather's going to change, and you should have been pre fishing that. And it uh, yeah, you can't fish uh, there. Yeah, right, because the wind's blowing into it, and it just you know. You know what we used to do good in Rockport. Of course, you know what we were doing was, you know we. <laughs> You know, we didn't know nothing, and everybody else didn't know nothing either. So everybody was kind of equal. Everybody didn't know nothing, and we did really well in your tournaments down here. We won a lot of money between Dana and Rod and myself <clears throat> in Shamrock Cove. But yeah. you could fish Shamrock Cove in any wind. If it come out of North, you know, not stupid, in that one tournament you had, we had like a hurricane hit us. And we like oh, that remember that thing. Norther? I mean, everybody liked to sunk in Corpus Christi Bay over that. Dude, we loaded that boat on the road. Not no boat ramp. We loaded it up on the road. Hey, that's something anyway, that pushes all that water over there on that one side like that, isn't it? Hey, Dana was Dana had been down there with low doing some stuff. So that the front hits, we know it's coming. When I when I'm telling you forty to fifty knots, it's forty to fifty. It knots. was. And I'm watching. I'm watching the water just come up. And I said, "Hey, man, this 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 is bad." We got to go. Dana, Dana never, ever, ever says this, ever, to me. So I, I got that 21 pointed out Corpus Christi Bay, and I need to go out in the bay, and I need to – you remember that cut thing that was by – Right, those, and you uh, had to cut back in to go to the sand ramp. Yeah, I said, man, all I got to do is go about a mile and a half. But I said, I'm telling you all, man, we, we got about a 60, 40 chance of turning upside down. And so when I said that, Dana said, here, let me show you. Lowe told me you had to go in there. I said, really? He said, yeah, Lowe showed me. I said, you remember? He said, yeah. I said, okay, take me through there. He didn't know nothing. He just <laughs> set 21 on the dash. We went through the marsh grass. We went everything. And I said, hell, man, I could have done that. But he knew <laughs> he was not going out in that bay with me. He said, I ain't going. Hey, said, hey, there's there's three bays on this coast that'll really hurt you big time, and that's Corpus Christi on the norther, Corpus Christi Bay, West Matagorda Bay, and Trinity Bay. They'll kill you. Yeah, I think Trinity Bay is worse of all the bays, just because me and you spent so much time there. I, I think. Oh it's boy, remember that north wind at ninety five that day coming back from Smith Point. That's one of the few times, Mickey. If I could have got a life jacket, I'd have put one on. I would have. I was too scared to stop and put one on. I'd have turned over. I was too scared to do anything. All I knew is I couldn't go with them ways. I, I, I had to go quarter them and get in the. In yeah, the, you had a little, uh, what, an 18 outrage, didn't you? Yeah. Back then? Eight, it was brand new. I just got it. It wasn't but about seven, eight months old. Yeah, and I had a 21 Mako, and Blaine had a 224 Mako. Yeah, your and, Mako was, was good. It was new. Your Mako was a lot better than that one, that flat bottom thing Blaine had. Yours was, it was a good boat. Yeah. But you, oh, and you know who else was with us that day? Uh, was Keith Tilton coming across. Keith Tilton, he was in a 20 foot Mako. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I thought that was, uh, I'm like, you know, I ain't never forgotten that you have a, uh, Rick Rule had a good saying one time, and this is true, and I, I think about that storm, and another one I got caught in in Trinity Bay when I was in high school. And, uh, 
trying to get back to the old Crawleys in a little 17-wheeler. But anyway, Rick Rule said this. He said, there's old captains and there are bold captains, but there ain't no old bold captains. <laughs> that's a good one. That is. Hey, I got to remember a, that. Yeah, and I stole it from Rick. I didn't invent it. But uh, all these kids <laughs> run these boats offshore and, and do stuff, you're going to have an experience that's going to change your life. I'm just, it's, it, it, it may be 20 years from now, but you're going to have one. And all that stuff you do out there, I just shake my head. I say, man, it don't take but one time. And, you know, if yeah. you die and kill yourself, who cares? <clears throat> but when you, you, you got people's lives in your hands, man, you got to pay attention. You know, if it just means you go out there and we turn over or die, who cares? But you got to call somebody's wife or the Coast Guard got to come get you and they're dead. That's a bad yeah, plan. That, I think you'll be out of the guide business after that. <clears throat> Ain't that the truth, buddy? But, uh, yeah, that tournament, but, uh, Hey, and a lot of those fish from that last tournament come from a place over there by Rockport where we used to lock a lot of those fish. Came from that, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't say nothing about it, but that tournament's long gone, but over there at that Estes Flats where a lot of them fish came from. Boy, it used to be a mecca for some good trout, and you don't hear much about it anymore. Like No, I was kind of surprised. And here's what I thought, Mickey, and I don't know nothing, but <clears throat> I thought maybe, you know, all that rain because of Guadalupe and all that stuff down mm-hmm. there got flooded. I just wondered if that may have been a lot of them fish come out of New Aces Bay or something. Man, I don't know, brother. That, uh, I know those rivers, they, you know, they go down quick. They don't uh, stay up and swollen like ours do here because they're not regulated by big-time dam systems like we got up here. But let right, me knock this break flow. out. Hold on a second, brother. Yeah, I'll be ahead. right back to you. Well, folks, if you're going fishing, well, don't. Not till you've been to the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show. That's February 14th through the 18th. That's next Wednesday through Sunday. And we're talking everything for the fishermen. It's all going to be held there at the George R. Brown Convention Center. And check out all the new rods, reels, and lures. Factory reps there to answer all your questions. Plus, they'll be showing new product for this year. And guides from Alaska to South America. And we're talking dozens of fully rigged boats and uh Ready for somebody to buy. They'll have them on display with hundreds of kayaks and clinics by expert fishermen, you know, covering salt and fresh water. And don't forget about the kids' clinics on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. There'll be giveaways galore. The kids will have a good time, and they'll take home some neat stuff. So if you love to fish or just want to learn more about fishing, don't miss the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show. Check them out on the web at HoustonFishingShow.com. I hear people talking bad about the way we have to live here in this country. Harping on the wars we fight and griping about the way things Good morning. All right, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Super Sunday. Boy, Jake's bringing them out of the closet, buddy. Some of that classic country vinyl. All right, um, let's get back with James Plog. All right, James, we're back, man. All right, all right. Hey, uh, right. what the, what the, what was Big Trout in that tournament down south? Oh man, uh, eight. I looked at it. I think eight sixty five or something like that. And there was an eight thirteen, eight sixteen. That uh, that's three over eight that I saw. You know that may may not have been all of them, but yesterday it sounded like the 
big girls bit a little better than the first day. So, yeah. See, you get off of that. Uh, you get so. So, what? What was the weight that wanted? Uh, I mean, like one- the big, the big trout stringer, the Blackwell boys had over forty pounds, forty-one something. So that and, I mean, uh, that's six fish. Yeah, six fish. So what is that? Six and a half pound average. Yeah, that's pretty strong. Well, that's, yeah, it's uh, just under a seven pound average. Pretty just, stout. Yeah, just under seven. That's pretty. That's. And they never did bust eight, but they had like yesterday. I think. Uh, one of the Blackwell boys had a 774, and then the other one had a 680-something, and their partner had a 670-something. That's that's strong. Had over 20 pounds, 20 and a half pounds, three fish. That's, we're, uh, that's scaring the hell out of seven pounds average. <laughs> Rajo, buddy. We're up. So where do they ramp in at that thing? Uh, docks there at marker 37. Yeah. See, it don't matter where they have that tournament. It don't matter. I mean, you can take the weigh in and move it somewhere, and they're just going to where the fish are. It, it doesn't matter where the weigh right. is at. Because they'll fish whatever that next tournament is, they're going to fish them same fish from wherever they have to go from. Right. It won't, it won't matter. It, hey, if you got to come back to Rockport, you, you run at 87 miles an hour, send it. Send it. <laughs> you know, bring it, it baby. Bring it. Well, that's cool, man. That's, uh, man, them boys are good. But, yeah. you know, like Cliff was saying, and he knows, you know, the, the way you pre-fish now is not the old days. You, you you know where them schools are at. You don't ever get your rod and reel out, man. Yeah. And, and if, if you can't, if you can't do that, you're not able to do that. Keep your money in your pocket cause, or go with somebody that can do it, that does do it, because you, you can't win. Mm. You can't. It, it's impossible. But that's good. A lot of good fish down there. Yep. But you know what was funny? I was talking to Cameron. They had a big bite going on up to this, up to that moon. And then, and I'm not saying that just because I sucked Friday and couldn't catch nothing. Uh, but the bite Friday down there, the sailfish bite, really dropped off on the actual day of that new moon, which would have been Friday. Right. You know, they were seeing, you know, 25, 30 fish a day, 35, and then it, it turned into almost half. Where's he fishing out of right now, Los Sueños? No, I mean, he's in Capos at uh, Capos? Marina Pez, okay. Yeah. I got you. All right. And they got a big week uh, next week. Uh, they got that ladies' tournament, which all the studs are in. I think there's 63 boats. and Wow. I think. They're getting ready today. They got just a cruise going tomorrow, and then the ladies come in. They'll pre-fish till whatever day the tournament starts. I want to say it's a Friday Saturday deal, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so he'll be uh, he'll be getting after it this week. That's the best of the best right there, right now. Everybody's there. It's kind of like them trout guys. Everybody's wherever that tournament's at, man. Yeah. Well, that. Man, that weather down there is always good, isn't it? Right there where they're at, Mickey, I, I mean, you call it, it's just, it, it, it. this time of year, of course, it's summer there right now. It's dead flat every day. Every day. Well, and the every wind day. comes comes uh, off the land down there, too. Those mountains break up the wind, right? Well, the mountains break the wind. Now, you get, and I think I'm saying this right, you go get north to Cabo Blanco, you start going toward Flamingo to the north, it's really good fishing up there, but it can get 
that can get nasty. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. But between uh, hair dirt, I mean, uh, uh, Paco and Capos going toward Gofito, that area right there is just dead slick, man. I mean, you can get in a, we got in a storm one tournament last year. Last year, year before last, I went down there and fished a tournament with him, and we got in the storm. It was early. It was in January, so it was still, you know, the rainy season. We was gone, but we ran through some big squall, man, blowing about 40 knots. All the flags oh. got ripped up, but, you know, it don't – I mean, it gets choppy, but it don't get, like, gulf rough or nothing. And then we got through the squall, got on the other side of it, and boom, dead flat again. Yeah. But it, it's a it's a unique place, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it is. If you got the time and the money to do it, that's a good game to play, right there, buddy. Well, how about that? He hits it right. I told him years ago, I said, man. You, you, you know, you don't want to be here this time of year. You don't. You really got <laughs> nothing. You know, unless you're doing what I'm doing, and it's coming to an end, really, because all our old customers are dead. But. You know, you got really not a lot going on in the wintertime. So you go down there, you spend six months, look at the experience you got. You'll fish a hundred something days, you know, and right. come back here to, you know, when all the stuff starts in the Gulf and you don't have to deal with no winter and freezes and none of that. You get here when it's starting to get right. And then as soon as it starts getting cold again, you pack up. You're young, man. That's season. the way to do it. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, you. You fish the seasons, man. That's it. And if you're young, like him, that's and you know that's the way to do it. You don't, you don't. Just like that, when we had that freeze <laughs> a year ago, he would call me. I said, "Dude, you just don't even understand what's going on here. Just tell me how to turn that water maker on. That's all I need to know." Because <laughs> I was out of spots, man. We got nowhere to get, nowhere to stay. I said, "How about this?" I'm just to die in this truck right here. I ain't doing that. And I thought, man, I'm going to the boat. <clears throat> well, it's a good thing I did because all electricity, everything, everybody's dead, you know, because there's no shore power. Right. So I got in there, I fired the generator up. I got the heater going. I said, man, I think we're good. Life's right here, pretty man. good right here, buddy. <laughs> man, I got, the, I got the satellite TV going, but I needed to make some water. So I, And every water maker is different on the boat. So I called him and said, hey, dude, walk me through this water maker, man. I can get it going. Man, I got my water, and I said, hell, let it freeze. I'm good now. Well, I just got a text from a listener. <laughs> Boy, I don't know whether my memory is this good or not. He said, could you and Plog talk about the last big trout y'all caught in Galveston Bay? <laughs> Boy, I'll let you start. <laughs> Man. Of, of that, you and I actually caught or took somebody to catch. I, well, just us catching them in general, I guess. You know, I remember the last time you and I fished together. We we caught all them big ones out of that herd of mullet there, just uh, east of Little Hodges on that uh, deep mud flat out there. Remember we pulled in on all that mullet, and you go, "Damn, Mick, something's got to be here." Because remember we were catching them big ones up north, but the seismograph crews in there just started blowing the place up, and we couldn't. We were catch way out there deep. You caught yeah. one eight pounds. I took a picture of it. Yeah, it was a little over eight, and then I had two more right behind that that were big sevens. You know, almost eights, and that that's I that's when that per. Purple Little John was putting the clinic on them that day. Remember, we were catching them on Purple Little Johns. Smoking I remember them. that's why I try to forget that trip because I didn't do real well. 
Not till you put a purple little John on. You did. I did. You went I, like I was ten in a row without a missing one. Yeah, but I didn't catch none of them big ones though. Yeah, that was a good day. I mean, I ain't. I mean, I I mean ain't probably around. since about twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. That's you know, I'm talking about a bunch of big fish. You know, instead of just popping one big one here or there, I I did uh, catch one big one up in Burnett Bay after Harvey uh, a couple of years after that one winter caught it uh, on a lily uh, you know that was probably about seven and a half but I'm, I mean as far as lots of big fish yeah probably 2016 was kind of the last tied out before Harvey was that know? was that when uh, whenever Tranny we had all them big fish back there this is the last big trout that I caught, a, re- a really big trout. I caught Yeah, one. you had that one that just was scared the heck out of 10 pounds. I, I remember that. I know right where you caught it because the day before, me and David and Tony were in there. And remember, we lost all them big ones on them broken back corkies and and uh, fat boys. I mean, we'd hook we them went up, in there. get them up to <laughs> us, and they'd come off. Man, I mean, big ones, gorillas. Well, I went in there because the weather was so bad, man, and the tide was super high. And- I'd done been somewhere else to the river mouth, whatever I did. And right. I went back there, and I just kept going back there where we used to wait for reds. And uh, Right. They were in there, we weren't get, they? Oh, my God. Well, we get out, and I, I mean, I get out, and I don't catch nothing, and we line up. We go out there, and the tide was low, and we went out toward those wells, you know, kind of out there, you know, in front of bulkhead out there, and uh, we don't catch nothing. I said, let me go get the boat. Get the boat up there. One of them guys on the end. It's got a fish. And I said, well, okay, maybe we'll catch a redfish or something. So I put the anchor out. Well, here he comes walking to the boat with the fish. And I said, man, what is he doing? His name was Toon. I never forget that guy's name. He's got a trout about five and a half pounds. Man, that's a nice one. So I get back out. And, buddy, when I got out, we got kind of dialed in. They went to biting. Everybody there that day, everybody caught. One over seven, and I think two of the guys caught one over eight, and I caught that nine, eight, or ten, or whatever he was. And I quit fishing because I didn't want to get in their way. I think it your memory's bad. That fish was a nine twelve, James. Was he? He was big. I he remember it like it was yesterday. I still got the picture in my phone. Yeah, that was a, that was a big one. I, I thought he was ten pounds. That's why I went to the boat with him. I said, "Man, this fish yeah. is ten pounds." But man, Mickey, how many big fish in that little run right there? Those couple of years. Well, it made everybody. Well, it was about really there. four years back there. You know, when we had that drought. I mean, it's like it every crazy. fish in Galveston swam to the north end of Trinity. You know, to get as close to fresh water as they could. It was there was a hey even just out there boat fishing just knucklehead. I mean, fishing, I mean, just cut the key off out in the middle of nowhere, and it's three to fives every cast, and somebody would jerk a eight out of them, you know, or a seven. <laughs> And it was that. It was that many. It was that yeah. good. That yes. was a run right there. That was a run. And boy, and look at look at all the big fish that were caught on all them reefs in East Bay after the floods in 2015 and 2016. Actually, 2015 was it because that's that's when all that Trinity got flushed and they came around that corner and hit all that shell over there, man. That and, was the first year, right? That was the first yeah, year that and, it flowed. And then across the ship channel over there in in Lower Galveston Bay, all that Dickinson and Moses, all that area, look at all the toads that were caught all, all over there, too. You know, they were – Hillman was piling them up. He was smoking them. I caught one last year, almost seven pounds. I sent you the picture. I wouldn't even take a picture of it. Kenny was sitting in the boat. He said, man, let me right. take a picture of that fish. And the picture came out really good. He looked like he was about 15 pounds, but – 
he didn't weigh seven pounds, <laughs> but uh, he was like uh, six seventy eight, or he was almost seven pounds. And yeah. I caught it at a place that's so stupid. I shoot a two seventy from my house over there where I caught it. <laughs> but the, but that's the only place Mickey where you can catch. If you want to catch a good one here, you you got to get off the grid. It's because yeah, you got to get off the beaten path, man. A hundred percent, one hundred percent, and most of them beat paths because I get off of it a lot. Suck, they ain't no good. And then every right. now and then you walk into something. You know, I'm always looking for stuff like that, but man, I don't find a whole lot anymore. But I'm looking. What, what'd you catch that big fish on back there in the corner? I caught him when I back in the day. Of course, that's going to be our new T-shirts. When I back in the I day, was yeah, you got to get them made up, man. I'm ready. for I'm going to get them. We'll go. We'll let the boat pay for it. Uh, but uh, when I thought I was around big fish back in those days, I threw that. You know what I, I threw that natural fat boy, that the white yep. one with the black back that looked just like a shad. If I thought yeah. I was around big fish, Tennessee shad color, doing. buddy. I've, yes, I've, sir. Cookies and cream. That's what Gary Anderson calls it, cookies and cream. <laughs> yeah, if I thought I was around them, I don't throw them baits much anymore because I'm looking for numbers of fish. And there's other right. baits, and you know this as well as I'm telling you, there's other baits that will catch fish better or show you if they're there better. But if I think we got some toads around, I'm going to put it on because one of them will get I it. I promise you. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, I forgot about that day over there. We were out there in the middle of nowhere. We left from up north. We was in your canter. It was dead calm. Hey, remember we were seeing them fish. Their backs were coming out of the water. Remember that? It was dead slick. Right. You said, man, I think that was a trout. I said, that wasn't no bullet, man. There was some kind of different swirl. We, that, that was a fun time that day. That was cool. Yeah, it was. That was cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't fish with the really, you know, of course, everything we throw will catch a big fish. You know that. You probably been more big fish caught on a black, red and black bass assassin has anything, but the old red you know, shed. I, yeah, and, you know, I, you know, Lily. I think I throw it a lot because I think it'll draw a strike when the fish ain't really biting. You know, right. stuff like that. You got. Well, I had a listener make- want me to find that picture of that fish you caught, and I, I've only got five million pictures in my phone. It's gonna take a while. Oh, I'd have to go through there. I remember it was it was uh, before I got sick. I had a red slicker on. I just remember that. I got the picture somewhere. I honestly thought when I put my hands on the fish, of course, you know, I got munchkin hands anyway. And I put my hands on his back. <laughs> munchkin hands. <laughs> and, and I said, he's, he's, because I saw your 10. I was with you when you oh, caught Oh, the it. day I caught my first 10? Yeah, you were with me that day. Yeah. So, hey, my big old my big old bear paw, I could barely get my hand around that fish. He was so swelled up. That was a toad. Okay, well, he was not. He was that was for Galson. It's, it's a monster, true monster. Anywhere you go, anyway. So I did that. I said, okay, this is like that fish. I can't get my hands on it. So next time he come around, I just kind of got him on the side, and I just come up. I didn't. I just put my hands up under his gills. Just yeah. I got him. There ain't no thinking about no boga, no release, no nothing. I'm fixing to whack this thing, man. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and I got him. When I picked him up, I said, man, this fish, I'm telling you, is 10 pounds. And it was raining sideways, man, and blowing about 30. Yeah, weather was, was terrible that day. I didn't go. My guys didn't want to go in that. 
It was bad. Well. But they're so good times, man. That's it. Good, good old days. Back in the day. Back in the day, buddy. <laughs> that's it. All right, bro. Well, if somebody uh, wants to call you about uh, hooking up and booking up, how do they get a hold of you? All right, buddy. 497-771-7306. All right, James. Have a good right, Sunday, well, man. All right. See you, man. Later. All right. That's Captain James Plog down in G-Town. And I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market, located right in downtown Belleville, easy to find. And check out their smoked sausage samples available daily in their store. You can try it before you buy it. And a full menu of pecan smoked barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's all pecan smoked. It's excellent. And check out their ground beef special. They always have running if you buy a 10-pound pack in bulk. Three fifty nine a pound for the eighty five fifteen mix, and gear up for the livestock show and rodeo. USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and smoked sausage available, and they have competitive pricing on smoked sausage. Call and ask, and speak with Ben. Quarter calf and half calf, they have those available also. You can have them custom processed, and they're wild game processing. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs all year long. And the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind and he was willing to make a deal. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 641 here in the Bayou City. Phone lines are open for the remaining segment of the Outdoor Show. If you care to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. That's 713-572-4610. All right. First up, let's go to Guitar Dave. Dave, good morning. What's up? Oh, man, Charlie Daniels, man, you can't beat nothing like that, Harley. Wow. Uh, no, uh, everything's good. I was going to give you a little bit of opinion on the fishing limits. It don't really bother me that much. And I like just, you know, uh, I like to get out there and go fish, but I, I, I and I'm not going to do a meat haul or nothing like that. If I don't want to do a meat haul, I'm going to go, like, to Lake Conroe or somewhere and do uh catfish you know or something like that you know and then channel cats probably about the best ones and then uh you can get you some perch or crappie oh man you know and then uh get over there on stovefield lake bridge you may be able to dive around for some uh white perch you know or crappie yeah. and, and that would be good you know what do they call it in louisiana sockley sockley <laughs> you know? yeah saddle blanket yeah, crappie <laughs> white perch <laughs> Speckled um, birds. And they get, <laughs> hey, they they got fifty thousand names for them. But hey, oh man, the Super Bowl day, man, what a deal! You know, uh, I I was doing a little research, and uh, that's dangerous. But anyway, uh, the uh, Clint Kubiak, Gary's uh, son, he's going to be the offensive. He's going to be doing the line coach deal for the San Francisco Forty ers and then his brother. He only, you know, 
Clint has 10 years, I think, and his brother's only got four years in there, and he's going to be an assistant quarterback coach for San Francisco. So we, you never know. You don't, if you don't go and you don't throw, you don't know, you know. Yeah. Well. Man. Hey, you know, I like it whenever, uh, when you're talking about running them topwaters, uh, and you t- and you say, uh, dude, the leave it to beaver, you know, you know the well the, it's you know it's it's a rhythm thing you know when you're out there fishing you know it's all quiet and nice and you just get something in your head and you can uh just kind of uh twitch your rod tip to the uh sound of the music in your head just get some kind of <laughs> rhythm going and uh, you know it's just yeah. you know sicko natural. fishing stuff you know just <laughs> just comes natural yeah it just comes natural and it, hey, and uh, it comes natural when you see like a water moccasin running at you to run away, you know. So, yeah, man. Well, hey, I don't hey, see too I, many uh, of those. The water moccasin. You know what? I mean, I ain't been out around enough. Thank to goodness. See I know. <laughs> just seeing, and hey, they run fast. Yeah, you know? they got big legs. <laughs> <laughs> Scales, anyway. <laughs> but uh. No, Kevin, I appreciate y'all. Hey, I'm I'm hoping to uh I think I'm gonna be at the fishing show um uh, at least Thursday and Sunday at the latest. I mean I'm I'm I know I'm gonna go Thursday and then Sunday, but then I don't know if I'm gonna hit. I wanna go see Cindy and everybody over there and just hang out and you know, man, just visit with all the family, you know, like it's it's a big family reunion. So mm-hmm. you can't uh you can't pass it up. Lynn Smith, man, I wish, I'm hoping I'm going to get there Saturday, maybe, to see him. Because, man, and then uh, man, a lot of your other guys. Hey, I heard Tommy Koontz is going to be over there, too. Yeah, that's that what uh, bad. Lynn was saying. Yep. Yep, yep. Hey, he's a big, he's a big dude. You know, he's Yeah, tall. Tommy's a big old boy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Hey, hey, what cracks me up all the time when you talk about you and James Plock waiting. How tall and big you are, and how little he is. <laughs> yeah, but he can grow. He can grow when them fish get out deep. I've seen him <laughs> practically snorkeling, chunking at them. <laughs> Got to go get them. Hey, <laughs> uh, Cap. Uh, you know how much I care about y'all, and thank y'all so much. And hey, happy Super Bowl, and uh, God bless America. And here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, my friend. All right, thank you, sir. Thanks, All right, we'll see you, much. Dave. All right, later, man. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks. All right. All right, well, we're caught up. Uh, we have phone lines available. Somebody wants to get a call in before we go off the air. It's 713-572-4610. Did have a text, and uh, a guy was asking me about, you know, you've been in some bad weather before, but probably what's the worst storm you ever been in as far as, uh, you know, hair-raising experience and everything. I mean, that – when we got in those 95-mile-an-hour winds in Trinity Bay coming back from Smith Point that day, that was that was at the top of the list. But probably the worst one was in an electrical storm, and it just uh, when you're out on the water and, and you have nowhere to go. Blaine and I were fishing a, uh, I think it was a Redfish Nation tournament that year. And, uh, you know, it was a little spinoff of the Redfish Cup itself, you know, the Alberta Redfish Cup that we were fishing anyway, but our, our tournament boat, we were in that Triton brand new. I think the motor had like nine hours on it. We'd fished one tournament with it and, uh, in Florida 
and this was a Galveston deal, and we had uh, put in at Thompson's. The weigh-in was down at uh, Tiki, and there at uh, you know Teakwood, and uh, I think Bob Seeley was doing the deal on his own. It was called Redfish Nation. I think it was like fifteen grand for first place or whatever, and and it was a one-day deal, and. My son and Jimmy Lloyd were fishing it together, and uh, Blaine and I, they fished uh, real close up there by Thompson's in Tabs Bay. They were on some good redfish there. I think they got third in that one. But uh, I had some fish up at a spot I call the graveyard that uh, a lot of people know about it now. Back then, you know, that was, you know, a good tournament hole. And, well, Jimmy Lloyd and I had won a tournament there, the the, uh, IFA Championship. Uh, one year together but um blaine and i are up there and you know the the storms weren't coming down to the bay but they were staying kind of on the high ground and naturally way up there by 10 i was uh you know close to the high ground and these storms kept coming through channel view and we had we had two really good fish right off the bat and we knew we probably needed to upgrade, so we kept fishing. We should have left when we got those two over eight in the live well. I think we had just under 17 pounds. I mean, it was two really nice fish. Probably not that good for nowadays, but back then it was. But anyway, we got an electrical storm. It was just re- unbelievable. We were laying in the bottom of the boat, lightning spraying all over us, and there was this big levee. We looked up on top of it, and there's a million seagulls sitting on that levee, and lightning struck. And I bet it blew up 30 or 40 seagulls, just smoked them. And uh, that's probably the uh, scaredest I've ever seen Blaine <laughs> over the years. You know, the the his eyes and the whiteness in his face, like, you know, we may die here. And I said, that's how, I mean, electricity spraying everywhere. It was nuts, man. Static all in there. It was crazy. But anyway, we didn't make it the way in because we broke down. Our motor blew up. When we got halfway back to Thompson's and we had to call the tournament director and tell him, well, we can't make it. So we got towed in. All right, let's get to these phone lines. Everybody came in at one time. Let's go to the medicine man, David Harris, down in South Texas. David, what's going on, buddy? Morning. How you doing there, Captain Nick? Couldn't be better. What's up? Oh, I'm just uh, I'm being a road warrior this morning. I hooked up early and, and left the porch. I didn't know if... Uh, Captain Blaine gave you a report this morning or not? No, I uh, texted him. He said he had called me, but he never did. You're the next best yeah, thing, he... though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a pretty good hunt yesterday afternoon. We had uh, several uh, cubbies. You know, he has that, Blaine has that good cut for his uh, temperature. They're down there and all their right. uh, clients and family. But they had some good hunts uh, yesterday evening. It was we had a little sun pop out right there, you know, close to sunset. But them uh, birds are still a little finical, you know, finicky. Right. Uh, they, they're running. They're running hard. Uh, I, I don't know what the problem is. The guy's going to have a few dogs maybe next week. But uh, there's still lots of birds out there. Yeah, he's got so. some quail, man. That's uh and we're narrowing down. We're half, you know, halfway through the month. The end of the month, it's over. Yeah, I think it's got what two more weekends. I two more weekends, yes, uh, sir. Yeah, and uh, but, you know, as always, we had a good uh, campfire going and had a 
what was really neat last night uh, is I've been coming down there for quite a while, but we have like three guys show up. We were on Well, I'm still on it, the one out in Spicewood. They were on it years ago, you know. And I said, mm-hmm. man, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, from 30 years ago, these old boys are still hanging around, you know. Still doing their thing, yeah, we, brother. That's what keeps us going, yeah. man. That's what it's all about, it, you know, getting outdoors and meeting them outdoor people. You know, there's, there's nothing like it around the old mesquite fire like that. They're sure not, especially when the medicine man's there mixing up uh, specialty cocktails for people. <laughs> yeah, I had a few I had a few special requests last night from one of the guys. He was, uh, he was just a kid when he was on our lease there in Spicewood, and that he'd always seen us making these, uh, we call them mind erasers. And he had a special <laughs> request, so I had to make him up a couple last night. <laughs> well, you know, it's mind erasers. Around the <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Are you coming back? Are you coming back to town? You on the road? Yes, sir. I, I'm on the road now. I'm, uh, I'm dragging one of the uh, grain trailers back to be refilled you know so. yep drop it off at moons get her filled up and head back down feed the animals yep. and the birds yes sir <laughs> i'm dragging this one i ain't has got to drag his tractor home he has a little problem with his tractor so he's gonna drag it to the mechanic shop yeah he told me he had to get something fixed on his tractor boy that's heartbreaking for him because man he loves to spend time I, he'll spend 10 hours a day on that darn tractor oh i'm telling you i'm telling you all the time. Well, well, cool deal, David. Anyway, I, just, I just want to give you a little report there. I appreciate it, man. All right, somebody. Number, I don't know it by heart, but. Yeah, I do. I know you do. All right, dog. We'll see you, David. All right. All right. Yeah, if anybody wants to get some quail hunting in before it's over, about two weeks left. So call Blaine at 713-703-6656. He's got a ton of birds. All right, let's go to Alan next. Alan, good morning. You're on the outdoor show. Hey, good morning, Gavin. Mate. How you doing? Good. What's so, up? So, do you boil your crabs or do you steam them? Uh, I boil them. You can do it either way. I like them boiled better. I can get it, you know, I can soak them better, you know, and get more of that, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, seasoning and juice in there. Cause you let them, you let them sit for how long after you cook them to soak? I'll soak uh, them. I'll boil them for seven. And turn the fire off and soak them for eight, 15 minutes total. Okay, okay. What what kind of seasoning do you like? Man, I you know, it's hard to go wrong with Louisiana crawfish and crab boil, you know, the powder. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll put yeah. a little bit of that liquid concentrate in there. It depends on how big a pot you're using, how much you put it in there, you know. I mean, okay. if you're okay. like a 60-quart pot, I'll put about a half a bag of, you know, probably a pound and a quarter, pound and a half of that powder then i'll use uh two or three sticks of butter about uh three cups of vinegar you know oh yeah salt yeah. to taste and uh you know i like using is, apple is cider vinegar the vinegar the vinegar is that half water half vinegar is that how y'all judge it well no i just i, I don't uh like a buy you a, one of those tall bottles of apple cider vinegar and put about half yeah. of it in there what that does that that helps them pick better it'll make them easier to oh, pick. oh really okay yeah and yeah, I heard y'all talking about that a while back uh, when y'all were on, talking about that one on the show, and I, I couldn't remember what exactly what y'all. Yeah, it's real critical on the timing because if you don't cook them long enough or you cook them too too long, kind of like crawfish, 
it mm-hmm. uh, they won't come out good, especially okay. you know the meat out of the pinchers. You know, I like yeah. to get them perfectly done where I can just pull that front uh, prong off that pincher oh, yeah. and the whole piece yeah. of meat will yeah. slide out at one time. And the same way with the elbow, when you break it off, it'll just come out one yeah. big chunk of meat. Man, that sounds good right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's hard to go wrong with blue crab, especially. Well, it's cheaper to do that now. Well, actually, you can uh, cook lobster cheaper than you can cook crawfish right now. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, that's the way it and is, I guess. When I do lobster, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll do it the same way as I do my uh, uh, crabs and crawfish. Crabs. Except I'll steam it. You know, I'll put about yeah. two inches of water in the bottom of that pot and steam them. Stack them in there and steam them good. So it's seven seven minutes boil, eight minutes soak. Yes, sir. All right, all right, Cap. I appreciate that's, you. Have that's a good the day. number I found. It works out perfect for me every time. Sounds good it to just, me. I'm ready. And uh, the more you season them, the spicier they are. You know, it just depends on the crowd you got. If they like it spicy, then my recipe, the way I was telling yeah. you, that's the way I do it. Yeah, I don't like I don't like where you can't enjoy them. I just like good flavor. You know. Yes, good sweet blue crab meat. Nothing like it, brother. Thank you, Mick. We'll all see right, you. Alan. Thank Bye. you. See you, man. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back next Thursday morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.